Hey everybody, this is Jack. Welcome to Let's Talk Recovery and Family. Hope everybody's having a good time today, or if you're listening early in the morning, I hope you have a good day. Um, I think uh, everybody in Texas is having a pretty good day. Other than the heat, it's a little bit warm, but that's just how it goes, right? That is just how it goes. We've been talking about um, stressors and... You know, things that uh, create stressors and create conflict, right? Stuff that is out of our control. We mentioned family stressors. Uh, we mentioned work stressors, right? Um, and we mentioned some of those that just seem to pop up sudden, out of nowhere uh, stressors, like the loss of a loved one, right? Um, breakups, that kind of stuff that can just happen all of a sudden and you don't have time to really emotionally prepare uh, for that sort of thing and it does make it tough and i think that kind of adds to you know if, if a if a stressor had a volume knob that you could turn up or down i think some of those things tend to turn up the volume when they're all of a sudden stressors can be uh more impactful on on our lives and it's tough but there's one particular sort of stressor that I want to talk about um, in this session, um, and that's communication and the difference in communication styles, right? Um, I think that can sometimes, in the perceptions of how we hear things or interpret things, can inadvertently cause stressors, right? Uh, but first, real quick, don't hesitate to hit that support button. Anything that you can um, send as a, a support uh, is great because um, it does help me keep up uh, my equipment, computer stuff, microphone stuff, right? Uh, and for those who have, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, it definitely helps me out a lot. Okay, so think about something in your own personal life with friends, families, co-workers, um, any public scenarios, you're walking around in Walmart, right? That kind of thing. Make a mental note or write it down, whatever helps you uh, to make a, a, any kind of list of communication difficulties that you have encountered. All right. Think about that for a second. M mental note them, write it down. Um, when we're done here, or as we go along, make a list of communication difficulties that you yourself have encountered and why maybe they've been difficulties, right? Um, and sometimes I like to ask myself, I perceived this this way and it sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Would it have anybody else, right? It's a little bit of a quick inventory suggestion, right? What are some reasons why people don't always communicate well? I'm sure you can come up with a whole list of those things, right? Because the main part of communicating is good listening. And people can tell when you're not listening, right? What is your own personal pet peeve in communication? Think about that, too. What's a pet peeve of yours? Like when you can tell someone is thinking about 
how they're going to answer, right? Is that something that um, can impact how you interact? If you can tell in their face that they're thinking, right? But what if they're giving some good deep thought into what you are saying? See, there go interpretation again. What's a communication style you receive from people that really irritates you? It's really good to know these things. Uh, people kind of wait till they're in the middle of an argument, uh, or maybe not an argument, just a simple discussion. They kind of wait till they're in the middle of explaining or in the middle of a discussion to find out that something someone does irritates them. And then you don't even explain that. You just get mad. Right? And you respond or react in some other way. How can you tell when you are really communicating well with someone else? Right? I got you to figure out and point out and think about some of the pet peeves you may have about how people listen and talk to you. Let's do a little bit of an inventory. How can you tell when you are really communicating well? Right? Not everybody knows that they talk to people in a condescending tone. Right? Not everybody understands that. Even if family has reported that to you, do you really consider what it is they're telling you? Right? Not everybody intends to sound condescending or demeaning when talking with other people. Sometimes it's just in the nature of how they deliver their discussion, their topic, right? I know some people who just simply get loud when they're excited about something and they can come off as yelling. That's another thing you have to consider. Are they really yelling at me, or is my perception is that they're yelling? And maybe they are just a little excited, right? Our thoughts and ideas are usually very clear to us. As a result, we sometimes don't explain things well, or we use words or slang that others may not understand. We'll all have experiences where we are talking about one thing, and the person we are talking with thinks we are talking about something else. Come on now. I know many people have been in situations with that kind of confusion. And I've seen many situations where the other person has asked them to repeat it or clarify it. And the other person become agitated. It doesn't make any sense. Right? Just because you see it and hear it clearly and understand what you're talking about doesn't mean that your delivery of what it is you are trying to explain is as clear as what your knowledge might be. Right? So be careful about that. Be careful about that. I know we've all experienced that. Right? Sometimes this contributes to communication problems because it leads to misunderstanding. I can also, or it can also result in feelings of anger. Mm. We 
We've talked about anger in a couple of other sessions. It can lead to frustration or even both in some people. When people feel angry, frustrated, or misunderstood, communication often breaks down. Right? And then it turns into whole something completely different. Right? It turns into something completely different. Then we have an argument. Only because someone may have not understood what someone was trying to say. Or maybe the delivery of the explanation of what someone is trying to say was not clear. Right? Always take those things into consideration. Don't let it turn into an argument. Because then you're just adding to all those other types of stressors that we were talking about in previous sessions. Right? I think you have those big stressors and you have these um, real-time active kind of bursts of stressors. Like those that don't go away. Car payments, mortgages, loss of job is kind of a long-term stressor depending on how long, how long it takes you to find a job. Right? Or there's somebody you don't get along with that's a coworker or someone you're constantly around. That's an ongoing stressor. But then you have these that happen in little bursts throughout the day or week when you're trying to have a conversation with someone and it goes south, right? And if you're already irritated because you're dealing with all the other previous stressors, it definitely puts a damper on a conversation. You know, your frustration level puts a damper on how well you listen. Right? That's why as, count, as counselors, drug and alcohol counselors or peer support specialists, right? These types of people that work in, in, in the addiction field. And I think everybody, social workers, um, psychologists, right? We all have to take an inventory of ourselves and be mindful of what our ongoing stressors are and leave those at home. Not always easy. Not always easy. Because, and some people don't realize how much their irritation comes through and how they talk. Right? I've seen people that just, maybe to me, are not aggravated. Right? Maybe they're not aggravated at me. Their issue isn't with me. But if they're already irritated about something that just previously happened within minutes, an hour, day before, whatever... I can sense the pressure. There's pressured speech, right? And they may be coming across a little rough around the edges. But as a, as an, I think as a skilled person, because not everybody does this, I try to take a, a a little bit of a different point of view on how they're talking to me, right? I at least try to survey what it is and their tone their approach right to kind of get a, a determination whether it's me or not a lot of the times people can just feel irritated frustrated about some things going on in life maybe something happened on a monday and on wednesday it's fresh on their mind again and it influences their displayed irritability and if you're not paying attention and you begin to sense or perceive that that's an attack on you, how do you feel like you might respond? 
right? Most of the time, it's not good. That's where some more communication breakdown can happen. And it happens all the time. It happens all the time. It's normal to want understanding and sympathy from others, but it's not helpful to assume that other people should know what you are feeling. Mm, Come on, let me repeat that. It's normal to want understanding and sympathy from others, but it's not helpful to assume, everybody say assume, that other people should know what we are feeling. Not everybody knows what you're feeling. Right? And it's not safe to always expect people to automatically. Right? Except, you know, that people won't always understand what you're saying. Be patient and try not to get angry. Look for signs, like I just said, that your message was not understood, or if you're listening, that you're not understanding the message, right? Or was it taken the wrong way? Look for cues. You can see it in the face a lot of the times. Be ready to clarify or repeat what you said in a different way. But don't get on your feelings when someone asks you to. Please repeat that. Or would you explain that in a way I might understand it? Right? Of course, that always comes across as, what? What did you say? And that's usually what is the little spur, right? You know how roses have thorns? It's still thorn. When somebody has this kind of grimacing look on their face and they go, what? Sure, that can catch you a little off sides, right? And you may find that to be upsetting, right? We sometimes hear people say something like, she should have known I was upset. Really? He should have known I was upset. Come on. Or, if he really cared... Oh, I hate those. If he really cared, he would have known I was feeling down. Man. That's how people put people... I call them love traps. You know, one of my... um, One of my uh, uh, younger stepdaughters was talking about a, a friend. I think it was a friend. Maybe a friend of a friend. Either way. There was this girlfriend that apparently had a friend of hers reach out to the boyfriend, right? And I guess it's a test to see how well he's going to do if someone is possibly coming on to him or, you know, making those kinds of moves. Come on. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Especially with young people. Men or boys, I guess, if he's between the ages of 16 and 25, right? We already have some raging hormones, and you want to dangle this carrot in front of him, right? Ruins relationships. Then you feel like there's no trust. Then you begin to communicate, I want to call it crazily. You get all sideways with the guy. 
then he don't know what the heck is going on. So he gets sideways too. Then you got this big old fight till the whole truth comes out, right? Which, you know, the truth is no one is a mind reader. It's our responsibility to tell others that we are what we are feeling. When we assume others know what we're feeling, communication may break down. Once again, the door is open for miscommunication and anger. Also, we may experience hurt feelings because the other person didn't respond the way we wanted them to. Mm. How can we overcome this communication barrier? What can we do to express our feelings more clearly? Think about that. Right? Especially when it comes to alcoholics and addicts. You know, something they haven't had to do for a while, however long that might be, is express their feelings. Right? And I get this sense that even though I mentioned alcoholics and addicts and feelings in the same sense, there's some people, family members, that may be listening to this session going, feelings? Well, we got to care about their feelings. Well, that's my point. A lot of what drives alcoholics and addicts is being misunderstood, right? One, because they kind of lose the ability to communicate communicate clearly. And usually the only communication they're getting from friends and family is an ass-chewing. So, yeah, they're always on the defensive, right? Always on the defensive, Listening is hard work. Sometimes we don't listen well because we get distracted by things like the television, the radio, the bills that I talked about, a baby crying in the next room. Sometimes we get distracted by our own thoughts. Right? If someone's talking to you, be honest. And they're talking about their relationship or a coworker or do you start already passing judgment on the situation before they finish the story? Right? You're already thinking and not listening. Right? I watch, It's just kind of in my nature. I'm a people watcher. My wife and I are both people watchers. And of course, becoming a counselor has just sort of promoted that. Right? I always have to practice watching for nonverbals. But I like watching people communicate, especially when someone's telling a story about what something that frustrates them or a person that frustrates them. Because you can sometimes see in the other person's face that they're thinking, right? Don't know, always know what they're thinking. I can't tell that. But it's like they begin thinking. Either it's, I'm really not interested in what this is going on with you. Right? Or it's judgmental and it's, well, maybe you shouldn't have been running your mouth to begin with to that person. Right? It's always something. And then when the other person realizes that you're not truly listening, that's when it all backfires, right? And you know if that's you or not. You know if that's you or not. Distracted by your own thoughts. And it doesn't have to be thoughts about that person's conversation. Maybe you legitimately have bigger stressors going on in your life, right? Right? But then how do you handle that? You be cordial and just listen. 
nobody says you have to offer up an opinion, right? The person is actually probably not hitting you up for some support, your opinion. Maybe they're just venting, right? Take a feelings check over that. Ask maybe. Or just state, you know, I really don't know how to feel about that, right? Or just empathize. You know, that would bother me too if I was in your shoes, right? They're probably not looking for an answer. So you could be distracted by your own thoughts. We begin to plan, right, what we're going to say next while the other person is still talking. And sometimes we cut people off. We interrupt them or don't let them finish their thoughts. Man, that's rude. Right? That's sort of a shrug. Right? It's like, I I hear you, but what you're saying is not quite important enough for me to get to the end of it. Right? So let me just start interjecting with my points of view right here in the middle. Come on now. Not listening is perhaps the biggest communication roadblock of all. If we don't listen well, we seldom truly understand what the other person has said. This leads to misunderstanding and confusion. The speaker, whoever's talking, may begin to feel insulted, frustrated, and more than likely will get angry. I would. you're sitting there trying to explain something, especially if it's a work-related thing, and you realize somebody's really not listening to you, it's like, look, I don't have time to sit here and go over and over this. I got my homework to do. Right? And that happens. That happens. No one likes to be cut off. Right? In mid-sentence. They don't like that to happen. Good communication depends on good listening. Good listening. Simple as that. Well, sounds simple. But it seems like a majority of people don't do it. And you know, it's really not always just simply because we're not interested in what we're hearing. Sometimes we are distracted by our own lives and what's going on. Right? How can we overcome this communication barrier? Next time you're talking to somebody, really try to be present. Be attentive to what they're saying. We are. Uh, what are some of the ways we communicate to others that we are listening to them? What are some ways you can communicate to them that you are truly listening to them? Right? best way to improve your listening habits is to practice. Concentrate on what other people are saying instead of your own thoughts and ideas. Catch yourself before you interrupt. If you're not willing to listen, use I statements to say, for example, I am not able to concentrate on what you're saying right now because I am watching, oh man, this football game. I wouldn't use that one. If I told my wife that I don't have time to listen because I'm watching a football game, Right? Well, you know, actually, to be perfectly honest, she probably wouldn't have taken the time to talk to me about much. She loves football just as much as I do. Right? I am blessed 
where that is concerned. My wife loves motorcycles, and my wife loves the Dallas Cowboys. So, uh, don't message me about that. I know I got a message button, right, on the Anchor website. But if you're not a Cowboy fan, it's okay. It doesn't hurt my feelings any. Everybody's got their thing, right? I really like when people try to take jabs at me um, when it comes to them Cowboys. You know, but uh, I think being a, a, a solid fan to one team versus Super Bowl hopping, right? You can't do that. Go from team to team to team just because of what their status is. How loyal is that? Do you treat your friends that way? Right? What relationship are you in? Have you treated your, your exes that way? Right? I know. That's crazy to compare those kinds of things, but for some weird reason, I do. Cowboys are America's team. Right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I can imagine what some of you guys are thinking. Right? But again, how can we recover or overcome some of those communication roadblocks? What are some things that have helped you say no clearly. What are some things that have helped you explain anything clearer, right? What are some things about when people are communicating to you, right? What are some things that help you understand them better? Another thing to consider, right? When we don't care for other person's thoughts or ideas or opinions, we sometimes respond with anger or sarcasm. You know, you got to be careful of what that is. If somebody's trying to share something very meaningful to you, right? Okay. Something for the husbands. You better write this down. You got a pen? Okay. Stepping away from alcoholics and addicts. And just family in general. I'm going with, and uh, with with the with the husbands and boyfriends right now. I do believe you can treat your significant other how to interact with you. If every time you do this, respond with anger and sarcasm. Right. You always you can come to me, please. You can come to me. What if whatever? But how many times do you think they're going to let you burn them? with your response being an anger or sarcasm, they are going to stop coming to you. Right? And yeah, I'm talking to the husbands because it used to be a mistake of mine. And before you know it, little Joe Blow is going to offer a shoulder and an ear. Right? Little dude down the street. Maybe he's a co-worker. Right? That doesn't mean he's not probably not the most attractive guy. Sometimes he might be. But if she has stressors, and every time she comes to you with them, and you don't have time, or you approach it with anger and sarcasm, she will eventually stop coming to you. And at some point, yeah, she'll start talking to one of the girlfriends first. And 
but mostly it's about how you don't listen. Right? And then all of a sudden, this uh, halfway nice-looking dude, right, that seems to, have, seems to have a little more of a sensitive side and caring side, and, and he's willing to listen. Oh, my gosh. That's how most emotional affairs begin. Somebody else is willing to listen because your communication style sucks. You follow? I hope so. Because this can go both ways. This can go both ways. If your communication style sucks and you're always chewing your significant other person out over bringing shit to you, pardon the French, right? But if you always feel like it's not as important as the stuff you got going on, it won't be long. It won't be long. People do not like to feel put down. They don't like to feel discarded. Right? And that's the same for alcoholics and addicts. We're still people. And we still have feelings. I know we may have acted like we don't. Right? But you can't approach someone with that type of mentality, that type of approach... When they're in early recovery. Whether they're in early recovery from mental health issues. Maybe they've been hospitalized and they're coming out. Or they've been in treatment and they're coming out. Right? Nobody likes to be talked to that way. So, anyway, hope you guys got something out of this session too. Work on your communication skills. Enjoyed it. Until next time. See ya.